Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Banter FC podcast. This is Jake's voice that you're hearing right now. Who else do I have with me? This is Ryan, your Liverpool fan. This is Sawyer, the uh, resident May United fan. Didn't make it on the pod last week, but uh, glad to be here. Yeah, and this is Josh, the uh, 16-time winning Community Shield Arsenal fan. It's a major trophy, no matter what you say about it, Liverpool Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) And I I should mention that I am the West Ham fan. Uh, Kyle is not with us tonight. He is on vacation, but we we will have him back. Uh, next week or whenever we record next. He's uh, celebrating that Hamas signing. That Jimmy Rodriguez signing. Need, need him to weigh, on, weigh in on all of Everton's moves. So wait, wait, uh, One week of producing a podcast and the guy's already on vacation. Yikes. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tonight we will be talking about the biggest transfer saga in the world. Maybe the biggest transfer saga in the history of professional soccer, uh, Lionel Messi, presumably leaving Barcelona. Maybe lawyers will get involved. Maybe multiple governing bodies will get involved. But it seems like he's leaving uh, Barcelona, and we're going to talk about some of the places he could land, uh, some more realistic than others, and uh, just kind of see what kind of an impact he could have on those teams and then uh, to finish off the podcast we will be doing what we are calling five aside Uh, we are all picking the so help me with the wording here the five clubs we would like to transfer to if we were a professional soccer player correct correct if we're on the market uh, these are the five clubs all right we have our eye on all right Sounds yeah. good. And non non football related are the dictating terms. So it can be a good team, but you, typically you're choosing the, the the location or something else with the squad. Right. I want right. to go to Bayern so it's, to win. It's it. more than just picking the five best teams. All right, let's get it started. We have a random we have a random team generator set up to see where Lionel Messi is going to go. Um, like I said, some of these are more likely than others, but I believe, Ryan, do you have that fired up and ready to go? Yeah, so our 11 teams, we've got Man City, Man United, PSG, Inter Milan, Juve, Barcelona, and then we get into the less realistic of Leeds, Liverpool, Everton, Arsenal, and West Ham. Awesome. Less realistic? No, no way. <laughs> <laughs> the first team we've got is PSG. I'll go ahead and start. So the clear choice for why PSG would be the best place for Messi to sign would be uh, reuniting with Neymar, obviously, after Neymar kind of famously left Barcelona to be the guy and kind of get out from Messi's shadow. Uh, so, I mean, that's great just because you know, the dynamics would be not ideal with those with those two. Uh, but I mean, you know, front line of Mbappe, Messi, and Neymar is pretty tough to beat. Uh, and also I feel like PSG is maybe one of the only teams that can realistically afford to actually pay for Messi. Yeah, that's kind of my same thought. I think PSG is one of my favorite landing spots for Messi. Even though I don't like PSG, just having a front line of Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi. And then I just can't imagine the kit drops and apparel of Messi times Jordan. That's something that, you know, two goats, whatever, is going to come out of that. But, and yeah, realistically, it's just a team that's backed by immense oil money. So they've got the pocketbook for it, whether he goes on a free or he's going to have to go on this. Seven hundred million dollar buyout. I think. I think it could actually work there. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I, I would say PSG's got to be probably the second favorite landing spot for Messi. Um, just with the fact that they would possibly be the only, one of the only two teams in the world that could afford to pay his buyout clause. 
with you know the whole legal battle going on right now what it seems like with uh Barcelona, Messi, and now La Liga is stepping in and saying he can't leave, um, which is kind of wild. But uh, yeah, I I would love to see that front three of Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi. Maybe they could finally win the Champions League then, but uh, <laughs> that's TBD. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Man City's probably going to be his landing spot, if I had to guess. Yeah, I think Messi's that final piece in the puzzle for winning the Champions League, which is the ultimate goal of PSG. And, and Ryan hit on it. The PSG is such a commercial club these days. Messi linking up under that Jordan umbrella and just the Nike umbrella like he's on in Barcelona would be huge for their drops. Although TBD, if he could be used in any of their advertising with his massive Adidas deal that he's on. But another thing, I mean, I think it works for Messi, not just for domestic competition, but internationally. You have PSG linked with the guitar you know, the Qatar ownership group and the next World Cup is in Qatar and it's going to really mess up the the domestic schedule. But PSG is the straw that stirs the drink in, in League One. And you never know with those connections, Messi could really, I don't know, buy some time with the scheduling to be able to get to Qatar earlier to train, you know, have a kind of a home base through the ownership group and, and really make a run at it with Argentina in 2022. So I think that's another aspect that maybe we're not thinking about down the road, but could play a factor. Quick question. How many goals do we think Messi would score in league? Uh? <laughs> so, so many. <laughs> I I was just thinking of that. It'd be like squad battles on beginner. I mean, you would say a ton, but I, I think he would just be fighting with Mbappe and Neymar. Like, yeah, I, what I feel like if if the three of those guys are together, no matter how well they play, someone's going to underperform just because there's so many. That's so many goals between three guys. Like some someone would lose out, and I don't. It wouldn't be Messi. <laughs> like he's not gonna lose out. My my only thing with that is I don't think I think there would be games where Messi is like there's absolutely no way. I'm playing against this team. Like, I'm going to go to the Louvre today or whatever he's going to do. He's not going to get out there against some of those teams like Dijon, whatever. Like, there's no way he gets out there. Mustard FC. Mustard FC, yes. <laughs> Sorry to all our, our, our Dijon fans listening. It's a little bit of slander coming your way. Hey, think, one thing we're not thinking about is that link up with the uh, the Messi, Chupa Motang, and Hector Bellerin link up. I mean, God. Can you imagine the squad chemistry there? I, That's un, true. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we, we've we said our piece about Messi at PSG. Ryan, go ahead and r- randomize again and give us another team to talk about for Messi. <laughs> the randomized gods have spoken, and it's Manchester City. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Well, I'll just start out and say this is I mean, he's going to end up at Manchester City. Like I I don't see a scenario in which he doesn't end up at Manchester City. I apparently they've already agreed they've they've talked to his dad or whoever his representatives are. I saw 700 million over 5 years uh which includes an equity stake of of the group that owns Manchester City. I mean, yeah, they're Manchester City's going to get messy and they're <laughs> they're going to be really good. Like that just kind of seems inevitable at this point. I guess does anyone <laughs> does anyone have anything to add but it, as a fan of a Premier League team that's not Manchester City you just kind of have to look and feel hopeless because that just seems to be inevitable at this point. I will say that if he goes to Man City, that's just an absolute gut punch to any fan just because, you know, Man City was on the brink of losing all their top players due to financial fair play. And then in the big twist of fate, they'd be getting the most expensive player of all time somehow and still be under budget 
However, my eternal Liverpool optimic, optimistic take is that Man City's not hurting at right wing. Like, if Messi goes to Man City, they've got Sterling, Mares, and Messi. And I just don't see, like, I, he would make them better, but they can only get so much marginally better there where I don't think that's their issue. So it would suck so much if he went to Man City. But it would be amazing if he happened to go there and they never won a Premier League or a Champions League. That would be a great pep send-off, I think, too. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, I mean, if they can't win the Champions League with Messi, uh, they should just insert the delete club meme. Um, <laughs> I, like, I don't know like how you cannot win with the team that they've assembled. I mean... They have 50 to 60 million pound players coming off the bench. And they still, I mean, didn't win the league last year. Got beat by Lyon in the Champions League. It's just insane. I, I I will love to see him in the, in the Premier League, but I would honestly love to see him at a team like Manchester United or someone who's kind of on the come up as opposed to a team that's like already you know, stacked from top to bottom. As scrappy up-and-comers Manchester United. <laughs> Small Club United hopes to land big star. Yeah, I think I'll play, I'll look for some positives on this. I think it'd be great to see him every week in the Premier League because as American fans, most of us don't have B in sport to watch La Liga. Um, and also, from a recreational standpoint, I'd love to him finally fit into my... Uh, FIFA Ultimate Team for the squad chemistry when I'm having a Premier League squad. So that's that's more selfish. Um, one thing I think about, Ryan, what you're talking about with his positioning, I want to say when he's playing under Pep, he, I'd like to see, I'd like to think he'd probably be a little more central, probably take on more of a attacking midfield or, or like false number nine role. I think under Pep, that was something he did a lot. And, and you have Kuniguero there as well, who's kind of on his way out. He's older, and I could see like a little bit of a mix-up with the Man City tactics. I know Pep's obviously a lot smarter than any of us are on that, so he could find a way to, to use his right-wingers and also Messi at the same time. So it'd be cool to see, but it'd be really not great to see when he's playing like Banter FC Arsenal and attacking David Luiz. I'd be literally sweating <laughs> the entire time. We And, and something none of us mentioned... Uh, all of these, you know, rumored deals, whatever. Basically, all the rumors include Messi ending up in MLS in three years. Uh, which, as Americans, like, I think that would be cool. Like, having, you know, undoubtedly, like, the best or, at worst, second best player in the world, you know, coming to MLS while... You know, three years from now, he'll still, I mean, he would still dominate MLS. Like, that's, I would say that's maybe the biggest positive of him going to Man City is getting to potentially see him in MLS. Messi to Columbus Crew. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we might finally get to see if uh, if Messi can do it on a cold, rainy night in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> yeah yeah friend of the pod foster sorry sorry kyle's not here to defend columbus but foster said there's no chance Messi plays an away game in columbus it's just, it's just not traveling <laughs> <laughs> yeah Messi would sign to enter miami and in his contract would say he will play only home games and matches in los angeles he plays He's going to play the indy 11 in the u.s open cup <laughs> oh god Oh, that would be something else. Where's the next potential landing spot for Lionel Messi, Ryan? I hope. All right, I think one. this is our final one, and it's uh -oh. a good one. It almost feels sacrilegious to do this without Kyle here, but we have Everton. Oh, and I love <laughs> oh, this. Wow. I love this. <laughs> okay, of it. so so not to spoil our inevitable season preview podcast uh but i think everton's gonna be really good next year um and 
you know, realistically, they're not they're not <laughs> going to get Lionel Messi. Uh, but you know what? If three weeks ago you told me like, hey, would Everton get Hamas Rodriguez? I'd be like, no. Why would he go to Everton? But that seems like it's happening. So, uh, you know, never say never. But uh, I mean, yeah, like ever. I think Everton will be good next year, and I think Everton plus a hypothetical Lionel Messi would be really good. I don't know if they win the Premier League, but I think they would definitely challenge for it. I mean, he has, he'd have a great manager and some great pieces around him. And, you know, compared to a team like Man City and PSG, like a a smaller club like Everton, I think, while not realistic, it would be cool to like see a huge player like that at a club like that that doesn't necessarily have you know, four guys that they bought for 80 million pounds just sitting there waiting to play in that position. Yeah, I think of the list of teams that we had, the Messi to Everton would be the one or maybe he'd be able to have the biggest impact. And like we said, he's not going to end up there, but will we make a Photoshop picture of Messi in a Angry Birds Everton kit? Maybe. Well, Will we title this Messi to Everton question mark? Maybe. But like Jake said, <laughs> it's it's one where Carlo Ancelotti got there and he's starting to pull some strings. I'm I'm not gonna go as far to say that I think Everton are, you know, due for some amazing season because I feel like the last four or five years they've flashed the cash in the transfer market and every year it just doesn't end up the way they plan on it. But if this were to happen, I would just love to see how Messi would react to the Everton crowd anytime there's a corner kick and it is just raucous, everyone on their feet. I don't think he would understand what's even going on. But, yeah, I, I don't I don't see it happening. But, I mean, we can all hope for Kyle. Maybe, maybe Ancelotti's pull is even bigger than we think and Messi might wind up uh, at Goodison Park and he might – stay there to open up the new Goodison in a year or two. Real quick, I don't know this because I've never heard it. Can can Messi speak English? Has anybody heard him speak English? I think it's like very broken English, like very little okay. English. Um, yeah, I've never really heard him give a full in-depth interview in English. That would be wild hearing him learning English in Liverpool and with with a liver with a liverpudlian accent like that would be that would be something else yeah that that would be wild i did want to throw out one hypothetical here if messi were to join everton would everton make top 4 i think they would i think right now they're probably pushing the top 6 i i don't see a reason why they can't be like how leicester was last year or wolves so I, I think they could possibly sneak in on top four. I mean, just depending on, you know, a couple of key games, how they, they swing. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, who who do they have in that position right now? Well, one of their wingers is Alex Awobi, who they oh, yeah. bought for 40 million pounds. <laughs> okay. So. And then I think on the right is uh, Theo, Theo Walcott. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how Messi beats those guys out for the position. <laughs> that, that's that's true. Messi may have to come off the bench. Their Instagram stuff. His Instagram is definitely not as cool as those two. Here, so someone else. I'm gonna do some research on whose spot he would actually be taking. While you do that, I think I think top four would be a possibility. I think top four would be a possibility simply because Everton's only playing in the domestic competitions as well. So. They might not have massive squad depth, but every, their biggest game every week is going to be the Premier League game. Messi featuring once, maybe twice a week, even at his more advanced age for a pro soccer player, he could still feature in the squad and contribute. And I think that would, you know, his quality is undeniable. He could get a team like that competing every week and possibly in the top four. I'm on Wikipedia and. Just looking at looking at the Everton roster on Wikipedia, I mean, Richarlison is really, really good. Uh, you know, I think uh, DCL, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, is, is a young guy that should continue to get better. Same with Moise Keane. 
but I feel like all those guys play maybe a bit more central. So I mean, for a team that we're we're all, you know, somewhat optimistic on in terms of uh, expectations for next season, they don't. I mean, they don't have a ton of talent on the wing. So if that's like a real weak spot, then you know, obviously, like the best player in the world would benefit any team, but especially a team like Everton that maybe has uh, some pretty high expectations for the upcoming season. I don't know if anyone has any other thoughts on Everton. I'm sure Kyle will be punching the air when he listens to this and is probably screaming at his phone as we butcher Everton player names and completely blank on who they have playing down the right wing. He'll probably edit himself into the pod, let's be honest. <laughs> That's true. On peace. That's true. That's a great point. Do we have any other messy teams, or are we moving on to uh, the draft of clubs we would like to go to as a uh, highly coveted transfer? Yeah, let's get into our five-a-side. We'll go, let's go snake draft. Real quick, real quick, before we do that, in all seriousness, do we all think Messi ends up at Man City? Because that, that's my pick. I, I think he, he ends up at Man City. Does, any, does anyone not think that? I'm going to hope that he winds up at Juve and him and Ronaldo see their careers out. I think that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be amazing. But, uh, yeah, I, I think... Man City's really the only option. I don't think he's going to play again for Barcelona. And I think regardless of whether they have to pay the, the transfer fee or not, um, Man City's going to come get him. Um, one thing I did want to say, uh, thoughts and prayers out to the commentator Ray Hudson on BN Sports. Um, oh. He's basically made a living of calling messy <laughs> goals. So I, I just want to send my thoughts and prayers to him that he won't be able to do that anymore. But yeah, that's true. If if someone doesn't know, if if you are listening to this podcast and somehow don't know who Ray Hudson is, just hop on YouTube and and search his name, and that's you know and that's enjoy. a good way of spending. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of spending you know an hour or so. Yeah, I'm probably seventy thirty messy between. Uh... Man City, and I think I think he could still play for Barcelona. I think this could be an elaborate game, as people have said online, that he just wants the Barcelona leadership to kind of turn over, and it's starting to happen. So you never know, you know. The guy, the guy doesn't need to show up to the first day of training. He's been going there to the first day of training every day of his life since he was like 13. So he can miss a week or two and pop right back into the squad if they start making the changes he wants at the top. But it sure seems right now like he's. He's on his way out. Agreed. All right. Segment time. Five aside. Five clubs that you want to play for uh, or transfer to if you are a highly uh, sought-after transfer. We're going to do a snake draft. I will be picking first, uh, then Ryan, Sawyer, and Josh, and then we'll move back through the order. Uh, It's called five aside because we will be picking five clubs apiece. very creative naming convention on our part. But I will go ahead and get things started. Um, I'm very glad I have the first pick because I feel like this is maybe a club that some other people will have on their list, and I'm just going to go ahead and take it right off the top. Uh, My pick is uh, new MLS franchise, Inter-Miami. The reason being, one, David Beckham is involved, uh, so being able to you know, be be a part of uh, the club that David Beckham is really putting together down there. I mean, the weather, how can you beat the year-round sun and warm warmth of Miami, Florida, uh, just being on the beach there. Uh, there's no club history, so realistically, you don't have big shoes to fill. Like, you know, whoever takes over for Messi at Barcelona or something, like, that's almost an impossible task. Like, you're never going to be anywhere near as good 
Whereas a club like Inter Miami, like they didn't exist last year. So anything you do is is you're starting from zero. Uh, and a very important factor that we see a lot of the big names in the sport uh, getting getting in trouble with no state income tax in the state of Florida. So, you know, Lionel Messi, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo have had issues with that in the past. Uh, you know, if you're not even being taxed by the state for your income, that would really go a long way in making sure you don't end up getting in trouble. Jake, I hear you're Inter Miami, and I raise you AS Monaco. Damn, that was my first pick. I think yep. this is pretty much <laughs> that was the, on my list. Yeah, I think this is the Miami of Europe for the most part. A big part in my research, the first, uh, when you look up why Monaco is such a great place to live, the uh, people also ask, section said, why are people in Monaco so rich? And it says that there's no income tax in Monaco as well. So you're in the French Riviera oh. with no income tax. You have the Mediterranean beaches. And then on that flip side as a player, you know, they've had a lot of big time talent go through there with Mbappe, Fabinho, and several others. But I think that's one where you get to be somewhere and you're in a domestic league that doesn't matter too much. You kind of have the chance of winning. I think they won it in 2017. But in the end, you never have too high of expectations because PSG should win. So if you ever outperform them, that's pretty much a win in itself. So my first pick, I'm going Monaco. And in two years, they'll sell you for a ton more money than they brought you in for, <laughs> which seems to be Monaco's deal the past 10 years, maybe. Yeah, that's basically their whole strategy, club strategy, I would say, at this stage. So my first pick, I'm going to go with uh, PSG. Obviously, living in Paris, you could find a lot worse places to live, I feel like. Uh, it's just a beautiful city. Also, they consistently have the best kits in the game. Um, the Jordan Jordan brand connection uh, would be amazing just to get all the all the garb and all the gear. Uh, playing with, you know, two of probably the best players in the world, top five best players in the world right now in Neymar and Mbappe. And you're playing for one of the richest clubs in the world, so odds are you're probably going to get a, a pretty hefty paycheck as well. So, uh, yeah, that's... With that, I would go with PSG. I think one thing, too, with League One, like you guys both, I don't know if you mentioned it, I might not have been paying attention, but it's, you know, they say it's the Farmers League, so if you're playing at the big clubs there, you're going to have a chance to enjoy those cities that you're living in and not have to grind it out every week. Monaco is my first choice. That's off the board. I'm going to go uh, mix it up a little bit and go La Liga. I'm going to go Real Sociedad. Um, it's in the Basque, Basque region of Spain. Never don't really know anything about it, but I follow Januze, the old Man United player on Instagram, and he posts pictures all the time of it, and it looks unbelievable. It's like a big tourist spot in Spain. I think you know it's La Liga, so you're playing a couple big games through the season, but other than that, you'd be enjoying, you know, the nice weather and everything like that. Really, just kind of a, a throwaway pick because I got two in a row here, but yeah, Sociedad, I think, kind of a sleeper. Google it. It looks like a cool place. It's in uh, San Sebastian. That's the city. Sorry, I didn't mention that before. I was supposed to head to San Sebastian, so I, I've I've Googled that plenty, and it is a beautiful-looking place, at least through Google Images. RIP everyone's summer plans, but especially yours if you were going to go there. <laughs> um, next one, um, important to me, similar to like the what I spoke about earlier, you're getting a couple weeks off here and there through the season, and also kind of what's important to me if I was a top prospect, it's how much fun I would have in the city and also what kind of tattoos I could get depending on where I went. Um, I'm going to pick Ajax. They dominate. <laughs> they dominate their league. You're in Amsterdam, an unbelievable city by all accounts. You know, you can have some fun as people know, but also there's a lot more culture there than I think us Americans give it credit for. But but ultimately, the the swing boat here is that they have a sick city flag, and if I'm if I'm a pro footballer, I have tattoos everywhere, and I'd love to slap that Amsterdam flag like on my tricep or something, to, or maybe even my neck, so people can see it when I walk out of the tunnel. But that's a huge that's a huge factor for me. So 
you know, they're, they're a good team. I know we aren't supposed to factor that in, but it would be cool to play in the biggest competitions, you know, and get out there in the spotlight, but also enjoy, you know, a world-class city. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my second pick would be AC Milan. Um, mm. I feel like Milan, from what I've never been there, but from what I've seen and heard, it's just an incredible city. Um, just very scenic, uh, so much to do, great food. Um, you get to play in, you know, one of the, the great, what they would call football cathedrals in the San Siro. Um, just a club with so much history. And also you get to play with probably one of my favorite players of all time, Zlatan. Um, so that would make things extremely interesting as well. Uh, and uh, Milan is one of those clubs that's kind of on the way back up as well, I think. Um, you know, kind of went through some dark periods. And I think it would be very fun to be a part of that. Yeah, that's a great pick. I, I'm i not picking it. I had one of the Milan teams on uh, my radar. But one of the big things that stuck out there too is you're in pretty much Italy's economic hub, like one of their major cities. And then just an hour drive away is Lake Como where George Clooney and the likes of people like that live. So I think that'd be somewhere awesome to be. But similar to Josh's, I'm picking Derby rival athletic club Bilbao. Uh, also up in the Basque region in Spain. I mean, it is a cultural hub. There are so many cool museums, mountains, food. It looks like an awesome place to be. Uh, and then playing wise, it's kind of similar to Monaco where they just have the absolute name for getting players in at one value and selling them off for 25 times their value. But one of the interesting things about Bilbao is that they are pretty much dead set on only having Basque players in their team. So I would break that up right away. So I would either, I would be the most known, they might hate me, but uh, I think I'd be a very known player there and then just count my two years down before I'm off to a bigger club. So my my pick, uh, my second pick, again, going for a cultural hub of the world and also a team that there really isn't going to be a ton of pressure on you uh, because they're, you know, they, well, I'll just say it's Fiorentina. Uh, so getting to live in Florence would be great. Uh, and also, you know, it's a team that um, this most recent season, they were 10th in Syria. Uh, so again, not, you know, there's, there's pressure on them to do well, but maybe isn't necessarily expected like you would get at a team like one of the Milan teams or a Juventus but um you know getting getting to live in getting to live in Florence uh cool I really like the purple kits they have the uh the throwback purple kits with the Nintendo uh jersey sponsor which are great but yeah I mean you know how how can you be living in Florence? I well, I actually have a couple that may be living in Florence, but we will Oh, I guess get to that right now because it's also my pick in the snake draft. Uh so I did some research here. Um believe this was Conde Nast, the travel conglomerate, magazine conglomerate, I think. Uh, the best city in the world. Does any anybody have a guess? Give us a region or continent. West Lafayette. <laughs> it, it it's in Europe. It's uh, uh, kind of Central Germany. Europe. No, but you may be spoiling one of my later <laughs> picks. Uh, <laughs> v- Vienna. So my second pick is uh, v- FK Austria Wien. Uh, it's the big club in Vienna. They have a lot of club history, have won, you know, like dozens of uh, league titles and league cups. I've spent a day in Vienna, and it was awesome. Would love to go back. You know, a great city to live in, so much history and culture. Uh, And also the current manager is Peter Stoger from Dortmund. So really kind of a big name for being with a team that you know on a global scale really isn't 
uh, as highly thought of, of as some other clubs. Um, so, you know, getting to play for a great coach and live in what experts have called the best city in the world. So that is my third pick. All right, for my third pick, going to go a big shake up here. I'm staying stateside. I'm playing in the USL. I'm going to Phoenix Rising FC. The well, I guess one of the reasons I head out there, uh, I have family that live out there, so that that makes it a little uh, enticing for me personally. But they have one of the best streaks in United States soccer history going on at the moment, and that is the Dollar Beer Night that they have. They've had Dollar Beer Night the last three years, and on Dollar Beer Night, they have 15 wins, one draw, and no losses. Being a part of a club like that, that puts so much emphasis on its fans and the support through Dollar Beer Night, I think that's just something that any player would be lucky to get to experience. So for that, I'd head to Phoenix Rising. Okay, so my third pick, kind of a... Another random pick, but uh, it would be Olympic Marseille. They are historically a, a very top team. Um, the only, it's just kind of a, a fun fact, uh, they're the only French team to ever win the Champions League, which is kind of wild, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they have a, a very good history. Their stadium is just absolutely beautiful, very picturesque, if you've ever seen a picture the the city in general is is right on the coast of france the south coast i believe yeah so just a beautiful place to live they have a great history of churning out players as well um some notable ones are you know didier drogba franck ribery uh samir nasri dimitri payet another west ham dimitri payet uh the king andre pierre gignac (laughs) 500 goals for team race yeah. yeah, just to name a few, but uh, yeah, I, I that would be my third pick. Solid pick there. I think uh, I'm bringing it back to our favorite league. I don't think we've had a Premier League team yet, but I'm going in the Premier League, newly promoted Fulham. Good place to end up for an American. They've had some history there, but you know, not much to be said about London other than that it's another world-class city like it seems to be the theme here. Um, not a ton of pressure on you being newly promoted. Some some clean kits, you know, black and white, so it won't clash with whatever tattoos I get. But it's, you know, it's West London. It's right on Thames River, right? Craven Cottage. People say it's awesome. Um, it's everyone's favorite away day, supposedly. Um, so I think, I think there's just a lot of cool factors there. Getting to play under Scott Parker is huge as well. Just as far as you know, maybe maybe after training he can show me some cool restaurants and show me show me where's a good place to get drinks. So I think the lifestyle <laughs> is pretty solid. Show you where he gets his fits. Yeah, show me where he gets his suits. Custom his tailor. Yeah, yeah, meet his tailor. Yeah. Um, so just overall a win-win there, and and you're getting to play in the biggest league in the world and one that we love watching every week. So that's that's number three for me. Number four, another giant going back to Italy. I'm picking Juventus. Not so much because of the football or anything, but because of the sponsor. I, I, I'm in the market for a new car, and I really want a Jeep Grand Cherokee, and they're sponsored by Jeep. And pretty much every, if you watch the sponsored YouTube content, every player rolls up in their company YouTube, or Grand Cherokee on the first day of training because you know it's in their contract. And so it's like, hey, I'll take that free car. And, Save the save the contract money on other things. There you go. Also, cool uniforms. They they collaborate a lot with Adidas on with other brands. Like they had a cool Palace collab last year, so you get to wear some pretty sweet kits throughout the year. And you're playing the best football in the world, which you know is the bottom factor in this, but also important. Hanging out with Ronaldo, plus as well. Yeah, plus you get to uh, to play with the newly transferred American Weston McKinney as well. Which yeah. Would be- yeah. Pretty sweet. Exciting. Although, I will yeah. say it'd be really tough being on FIFA and being Piedmont Calcio. That's the last thing I'll say. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's tough. That's tough. So my fourth pick, this is a very random team, but uh, RB Salzburg. Main reason, uh, they have an American uh, manager who is 
probably one of the most promising managerial talents we've ever had in this country. His team last year made a good run at Liverpool in the in the Champions League and almost qualified, I think, for the knockout stages. So, I mean, it'd be amazing to play for him, I think. And obviously with the uh, RB standing for Red Bull, I think it'd be kind of solid to get, uh, you know, endless supply of sugar-free Red Bull for, for your wow. nights out. Yes. Get your wings. <laughs> Great pick. For my fourth, I'm going to go to a bit of a different club again. And for this one, I'll be going to Club Bruges. Big fan of the movie In Bruges. And I think part of that movie, the whole point that it was set there is because it's a beautiful country with castles and canals and everything like that. But just being at a place whose main food is French fries, chocolate, and beer, that sounds like uh, quite the place to be set up. They're also the winningest team in Belgium. Uh, get to be on a club that is, you know, keeping goals are kept safe by Simon Mignolet. Uh That means, you know, you, you can really get forward as a player. And that's why I think my fourth club, um, I'm going to Club Bruges. All right. Uh, so I have two picks and they will be my last two picks. First, I'm going to go, I'll, I'll take it, uh, take it to Asia. Uh, my last pick, uh, being in Vienna was, you know, Vienna, one of the best cities of the world. Uh, on that same list, number two was, excuse me, Osaka, Japan. Uh, so I'm going to go with Gamba, Osaka. Don't know hardly anything about the team. Uh, but, you know, Osaka seems like a great city. I've always wanted to uh, travel around Japan and Asia. Uh, so, yeah, Gamba, Osaka. Not not a ton to add other than I would like to live there. Big season for them this year. Yeah, yeah. In my last pick... I I really wanted to say FC Copenhagen. Uh, obviously, this is a audio medium, so no one can see that the background of the room I'm sitting in right now has a FC Copenhagen uh, scarf hanging on the wall. Um, but I, I'm going to go way off the beaten path. And this isn't any team specifically. This is uh, any team in the Forska Liga. So you may be wondering, what is the Forska Liga? Uh, it is, from all the research I could could find, it is a semi-professional to maybe not even semi-professional soccer league. Uh, but it is on the island of Havar in Croatia. It is a, a beautiful uh, travel location. It's a kind of, you know, hoity-toity, luxurious location for, you know, the wealthy people of the world, you know, get to live on the coast, live on an island. And a big factor was the league only lasts from about Christmas time or December once they finish their grape harvest for the year. Uh, It's about December to Easter. So not a long season. I know myself and I know that I'm not cut out for some of these longer seasons like the Premier League. Uh, it's only only uh, what is it, eighteen games in the in the season. So sign me up, any team in the Forska Liga in Croatia. Kings Landing FC, baby. Dorn United. Yep. My last one, also off the beaten path. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna try and say the club name, and. I believe it's Sajarnin. Does anybody know the club Sajarnin? What they're famous for? Nope. Well, if you're all sitting at uh, and listening to this podcast with the same confused looks as everyone else, Sajarnin is the Icelandic football club that went viral for all the celebrations that they had, most notably uh, the human bicycle, the human toilet, the <laughs> the Rambo Rampage. Uh, I, you know, as someone who loves uh, being online and being on Twitter, I chase that 
uh, viral hit. So I think being a part of that club, being able to add into the celebrations, uh, I think that's something that really stands out to me. In our one season of intramural soccer, I scored one goal, not to brag. But I think I spent more time celebrating it than playing the rest of that game. So I think I'd fit in well there and would really look forward to getting that next viral video. Yeah, that'd be the place for you. All right, so my last choice um, doesn't really get any bigger than this, but uh, Real Madrid. You know, Madrid, just a fabulous city. Um, One of the nicest probably in the world weather-wise. One of the biggest in Europe. You're you're also playing for, as this is coming from a Man United fan. This is I mean Real Madrid is the biggest club in the world. I feel like um, you know just such a massive audience all over the world. Um, you get to play with some of the the best players in the world every day. Also, I mean one of their their main fan, one of their biggest fans is uh, Rafa Nadal. So there's a chance you'd get to meet him as well, which would be pretty tight. <laughs> So yeah, that that's my fifth pick. Finish it off strong, Josh. They got that cool Hall of Madrid song too, so every time you ripped one in the back. Yeah, that's that, a dope song. Do whatever you want to that, yeah. I would also get you could also get booed. <laughs> yeah. Booed like Cristiano did. <laughs> yeah, my last pick is is not off the beaten path. I'm sticking with some major leagues here. I'm going to the Bundesliga. I'm going to Hertha Berlin. Uh Berlin top of the top of a list of cities I want to go to just um, supposed to have a lot of cool stuff going on but but specifically this is a very much uh, I knew people that studied abroad thing they have what is supposed to be the hardest nightclub in the world to get into the Bergheim and I like to think if I was the hot new transfer in town I could get in there and spend a, a long weekend having a good time and seeing what what that entails just as a cultural experience um Honestly, would probably never do that in real life, but you know, in this scenario, it's cool to think about. Um, also, to go with the Juventus thing, need a new car. Um, probably get a sweet German sedan or sports car rolling around in there and get to play good football in the Bundesliga. Also, Hertha Berlin has sneaky, cool Nike kits that I like to wear on FIFA Ultimate Team. And they, you know, since they don't have major players, we never really get to, we never really pay attention to them, but I think. You know, the Nike kits are cool. That's a pull as well. So just just all that combination and the quality of the league, I think it gets me to Berlin. So, you know, sign, give my agent a call. Let him know I want to come. <laughs> I think that Bergheim place is when you walk in on a Friday night and you walk out and it's like 8 a.m. on Tuesday morning. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think from the few YouTube videos I've watched, it's like a midnight Friday opening, and then it's like a noon Sunday close, and it's just you can stay the entire time. <laughs> Heard they have good pancakes. <laughs> Who uh, does does anyone have any uh, honorable mentions that they'd like to throw out? Because yeah, I, I have one. one. Yeah, so I'll say mine real quick is uh, Como 1907, strictly to live on on or near Lake Como in Italy. Uh, realistically, any player, I believe this team's in the third or fourth division in Italy. Uh, so realistically, any players there are sharing a one-bedroom apartment with like eight other players because they just can't afford to live there but hey that's still living near there would be pretty great uh just the ones that i didn't get to that i had on my list were ogc nice uh keeping it to the french riviera there really all i know about them is that balotelli was there at some point and then my other different one was Celtic. I would not really want to live uh, in Glasgow, but I heard you know it's an awesome place. But that's just one where you play for a team like that and you have an army behind you. So I think that'd be something that'd be cool to play at a club like that. I got I got two quick ones that didn't quite make the list. Given shout out to our other American brethren. I think the first one would be Boca Juniors. Um, cool club with a lot of history a massive stadium and fan base just 
I don't think we quite understand as Americans, United States citizens, how, how massive that club is to the culture down there. So I think that'd be cool to experience. And then last one would be uh, the Tijuana Jolos in Liga MX. Um, you could live in San Diego and drive in for training in the games, and then you get to experience that Liga MX competition um, week in and week out. So I think that'd be cool. You'd have a nice balance where you know you could have a cool San Diego lifestyle and then also get some awesome football. And, and, and the Jolos are wild as well because they have actually a rule, like a dress code with the club, which not many teams have, where they're red, black, and white, and you have to wear red boots to match your kit. So just a little bit different there. So, But it, it usually makes for some pretty cool like custom boots that those guys wear. So I think that'd be, that'd be kind of cool to experiment with. Well, all right. If nobody has any other uh, honorable mentions, I think that does it for this edition of the podcast. We will, you will hear from us again next week as we uh, preview the upcoming Premier League season. Um, maybe we'll have some messy transfer news to talk about. Maybe we'll have some other big transfer news to talk about. But look forward to that next week, and then. Uh, you know, a week and a half, the Premier League is back. Uh, I can't wrap my mind around that. It seems like it was just going on a few weeks ago because it was. But yeah, we will, we're back into it and the season's right around the corner. So uh, any last words from anybody else before we sign off here? Yeah, by the time we record this next pod, um, we might have some some bad new, personal news for myself that my favorite player Hector Bellerin will probably not be an Arsenal player any longer. I I just I've already convinced myself in my head he's leaving for PSG. That's what all the reports today on the first uh, of September are saying that the talks are open and he's open to the move. And it just makes too much sense for Arsenal, but also it makes too much sense for a guy like Bellerin who's into fashion, into you know he's got a you know a big cultural footprint you know. And in and, and environmental as well, you know, with his trees, but culturally with his fashion and his, his social issues that he's willing to speak out on, I think Paris is a perfect landing spot for him. But just RIP to that guy, or to his him being in my ultimate team, <laughs> being my favorite team. <laughs> not RIP to he's not gonna he's not gonna be there. He'll be he'll be dead as an Arsenal player, which which hurts. But maybe he'll come back and finish his career there on a free. I'll just stop talking now because I'm I'm sad. I'm getting worked up. His uh, Twitter post, it, when we look back at it, holding the community shield, saying might need a bigger trophy case, might have been more of a play at. I'm on my way to PSG, and less of Arsenal will need a bigger trophy case. <laughs> yeah, going from uh, a small club to a big club. <laughs> Paris needs trees too. Yeah. No, Paris Paris needs all the trees they can get. So hopefully he'll be able to plant a lot while he's there. Yeah, also also a single guy. Single guy doing well for himself. I'm pretty sure he's single, so city of love, man. Go and go and get yourself some. Hector, we wish hey, you the best. We, go find we, yourself a nice wish, Parisian girl. Yeah, we yeah. we wish Hector Bellerin nothing but the best, uh, as he inevitably will move to PSG. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. So I believe that does it for this week. Uh, We will talk to you all next week as we preview the Premier League season. So again, this is Jake. This is Ryan. This is Sawyer. This is Josh. We'll talk to you all next week.